everyone, and welcome to uh, the latest edition of uh, Smith & Hesson. I'm still hunkering away down here in Havelock North, and Mike Hesson has a slight smile on his face because he knows that uh, he's coming home shortly. Perhaps not with the trophy that he wanted to come home with, but a creditable performance. So I think, Mike, uh, good afternoon to you. Let's uh, start with the IPL and, and uh, give it a bit of a wrap-up, shall we? Mumbai Indians uh, winning for the fifth time in eight years, so... That is some performance. Yeah, look, it is. And I think thoroughly deserved. I think uh, throughout the tournament, they have been the most consistent side. Uh, obviously finished top of the pool play, went straight through to the final and then dominated again in the final. So, um, yeah, I mean, just rewards, I think, for a side that's very well settled, uh, well led. They've got um, a huge depth of talent um, in terms of their ranks. And uh, Trent Bolt was added, added this year and he was outstanding as well in terms of taking wickets at the top. So... Thoroughly performant, uh, thoroughly professional performance. Yeah, well, it, it uh, is a strong bowling unit, as you say, coached by Shane Bond, which uh, also included Jasper Boomerang. Between he and Trent Bolt, 52 wickets uh, across the board in the competition. Uh, and Trent Bolt, I think, in the super over or the power play overs, was the most effective bowler in the whole competition. Yeah, he was. I mean, they often used, uh, were able to too. So Jasper Bumrah would often not open the bowling and come in later because they knew they had uh, Trent Bolt being so uh, effective during the power play. So yeah, he took um, he took 17 wickets during the power play overs, which was you know which was huge. Uh, once again, he took the wicket first ball of Marcus Stoinis uh, last night, and in the uh, qualifying game, he took two wickets in his in his second over. So. He sort of set the tone for Mumbai Indians, and then you've got the likes of Jasper Bumrah, um, Nathan Coulton-Isle, Pat James Pattinson to sort of come in and do that third seamer role, and they did that effectively as well. So, look, they were they were power packed from a batting point of view and hard to get past. Uh, we managed to beat them once in pool play uh, from a, an RCB point of view, but uh, they certainly were were the most consistent by far. Yeah, Trent Bolt, man of the match, actually in the grand final with three for thirty, including. You know, that devastating opening spell where he set uh, his side up. So congratulations to the Mumbai Indians. Um, player of the tournament was uh, Kagisi Rabada. And, uh, you know, it goes back to the theme we've talked about throughout it, uh, the tournament, Mike, that the bowlers certainly were super dominant. Yeah, look, they were uh, Rabada, uh, Bumra, Bolt. You know, there's three to name a few. Those, those guys set the tone in terms of taking wickets up front and stunting the growth of of most sides trying to set a target or chasing. So, look, they were very good. Um, the wickets, you know, we were always worried about the wickets slowing down. Look, they did in some venues, but uh, last night they used a nice fresh fresh pitch and Trent Bolt and uh, Rabada and, and Boomer all enjoyed it last night and certainly bowled with good pace. So it was a great tournament. Um, as I said, the wickets played their part and certainly brought all the seamers into play. Good news from a New Zealand point of view is uh, Kane Williamson found his best form of the tournament late. I know he has to come home and go through a quarantine period, but it would be nice to think that would continue on, including one knock that uh, basically spelt the end for you guys. Well, he goes for it, chooses the moment, deposits it on that sign over there and makes it a good over. Signy to bowl. It out to cover point, it'll just be one. It'll be a half century for Kane Williamson. 14th 
of his IPL career. Has he made a more important one? Yeah, look, it did. I mean, the Sunrisers Hyderabad were in a bit of trouble. Um, still needed sort of 70 or 80 off, off 10 overs, and, uh, and Kane had just started his innings. So, look, in typical Kane fashion, uh, I've been fortunate enough to have him on the side that I've been coaching for many years. Obviously, the Black Caps, and he, he got one over us last night, um, or not last night, last week uh, for Sunrise. Played superbly and just paced the chase um, with aplomb, really. He's, um, look, he's a high-quality player, and in high-pressure situations, he stood up. And once again, he stood up in the next game also against Delhi to, to get a spot in the final and, and played his part, but wasn't quite able to get a side over the line. Pretty quiet time for the rest of the New Zealanders, apart from, uh, I suppose that, you know, they did their little bit parts, but uh, but Kane Williamson towards the end, probably overall, apart from Trent Bolt, the best performer. I read a quote this morning and, and uh, applied to um, Darren, Darren Sammy. You probably obviously uh, read what he had to say. He said, uh, Bassman win matches, bowlers win tournaments. And he was actually talking about the maker of uh, Royal Challenges Bangalore. Uh, and he, he perhaps suggested that whilst you've, you've got those, those terrific batsmen um, at the top of the order, to win over a period of time, you really have to have a very strong bowling attack. I suppose Mumbai are a classic example of that. So when you go into reviewing, and I know you're probably part of that review process already, and you're looking at auctions and buying for next year, do you, do you bear something like that in mind, Mike? Yeah, we did last year too, to be fair. I mean, um, our batting lineup at Chinnaswamy in particular has been dynamic, but our bowling line is, lineup's been ineffective. So um, statistically this year, our bowling's been exceptional. Um, and we sort of made some big shifts. We bought um, Chris Morris last year and, and he did a great job when he played. Unfortunately, he only played half of the games due to injury. Um, we had Chahar, we had Saini, um, we had another overseas slot that was used by a number of, a few other guys. So. Unfortunately, this year, um, our batting didn't quite stand up, um, especially during the second half of the year when the wickets did get slower um, and, we, and we batted first. So um, in this instance, um, we probably won't be looking so much at the bowling. Um, we will to a degree, but um, we've also got to get some middle-order batting, which probably led us down the most this year. Next year, the IPL is planned for when, do you know, or when and where? Yeah, so likely to be uh, end of March, sort of April, May, which is the traditional time. So that's the window that's allocated to the IPL. Um, Saurav Ganguly came out two days ago um, and said that it'll be in India. Um, and certainly there'll be some efforts made to, to get a bubble, a bio-bubble so well set up um, in India. Probably, probably some of the big cities where they have multiple grounds. Um, that will be a huge challenge. Uh, and I think, first and foremost, they here have been exceptional in terms of during that bio bubble, um, everybody being GPSed, um, everybody making sure they're really diligent around how they do it, and in the end, they've got through a whole tournament of 82 days uh, without any major incidents. So, I mean, they've done an exceptional job. Whether they're able to do that in India, that'll be a massive challenge for next season. Mm, interesting indeed. Well, the subject of uh, bubbles and the way you were able to, to get through it over that long period of time uh, and manage without any incident at all, uh, it's quite topical because uh, today it has been revealed that the West Indies who are in quarantine in Christchurch have been breaking rules by congregating in hallways and for and at meal time sharing meals, etc. Uh, so Dr Ashley Bloomfield has stepped in on behalf of uh, the New Zealand government really and stopped them training. So uh, I'd imagine a, a guy who's been coming up 82 days in the same room can appreciate um, what they've done wrong. 
Well, look, it's fairly, it's fairly obvious and it's fairly simple in terms of what you have to do uh, for the safety of those around you. Um, and also from the financial side around the, the amount of risk of putting a, t uh, a tour like this at risk due to um, you know, not following some simple regulations. So it's, it's frustrating and I'm sure New Zealand cricket are frustrated. I see the West Indies chairman's come out and he's um, you know, been fairly upfront around the fact that he's, he's disappointed in the way some of the West Indies have behaved. Um, but look, it's not difficult. You know, it, it's, it's, a, it's a hotel, it's got, um, it's got internet, it's got a TV, you've got three meals a day. It's far from, um, it's far from great fun, um, but for two weeks to do that, for the, and you're also allowed out to train as well. From a West Indies point of view, so I'd like to think that they would uh, they would stick to those disciplines. Yeah, well, unfortunate thing is that of course um, you need when you've travelled so far, regardless of quarantine, and that you need preparation time. And uh, they'll be running out of that because of the fact that they're not allowed to go to training. So those uh, warm up games that they've got in Queenstown, they'll be praying for good weather so they can actually get some cricket time, cricket time quality time under their belt. Uh, of course, India are on the brink of arriving. Some may have already arrived in Australia and going through the quarantine process, etc. themselves and preparing for that tour. And news has come through that uh, your good friend, your captain, Virat Kohli, is uh, going to take paternity leave after the first test. So that probably means okay for the white ball stuff, which is first. But man, uh, they will miss him. The series will miss him. And uh, it's a great shame, but I suppose that's the modern day of, way of things, isn't it? Kohli finishes the match in style. India win the game. The series is drawn. But the King gets it done. Look, I guess it is. I mean, I know um, yeah, Anushka and, and Virat have been part of, obviously, this bubble for 82 days, so we've been fortunate enough to... Um, to talk on many occasions, and, and they're incredibly excited about you know the birth of their first child, and, and so they should be. So um, it's a special time for them. And I guess you, if you align that to the current situation where you're basically going from one bubble to the next bubble, and I know the Indian group, they left, everyone that, that lost a game went straight to another bio bubble in Dubai, and they left overnight straight to another one in, uh, in Australia, uh, which will be for, for potentially three months. Um, it's quite a fake uh, sort of existence in terms of, of how you operate. So I think to have some normality in their life and go back and, and like I said, have the birth of their first child and I know they're pretty excited about what lies ahead from a family point of view. So, um, And I think looking at these bio-bubble situations, I think it's going to happen more often. Um, maybe not so much just leaving for paternity leave, but definitely not, not joining bubbles sometimes um, and having more tournaments off because it... It does wear you down, and uh, I think we've certainly started to see that, you know, during an extended one over here. Uh, I, you know, I can assure you, back in the touring days, particularly if you, and it, it can be hard for the guys who actually aren't playing, you know, the backup crew, who 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 don't get time on the park. So you know, those guys who run, you see running the drinks out in the bibs and those sort of things, they're, they're fully committed to the tour but they actually don't get the, the, the playing aspect of it. And that makes being away from home a good deal harder, I found, anyway. No, I think you're right, Smithy. And I think, you know, even the example over here, you know, many guys didn't get on the field at all. And some of those would have turned up, um, you know, three months ago with a huge expectation of playing a big part. And I'm sure when they're on your tours, you've got 15 or... 16, 17 players, whatever. Everybody that goes has got a, a hope or an expectation to play. So 
when that starts to drift away um, and the tour gets, you know, you're more into the tour, you get more frustrated. So they don't get the fix of playing. Uh, whereas, you know, the ones that are playing probably get fatigued and, and get, you know, get worn out through a different way rather than the mental fatigue. <laughs> well, I guess if, if there is good news to that, uh, Rohit Sharma has been named as his test match replacement and not many people get to call on that kind of quality to re to replace Virat Kohli. What a player uh, Rohit Sharma is. And on the subject of that uh, series, um, Ian Chappell has come out during the week and said uh, that this young fellow, Will Pekofsky, who's been on fire over there, Worked off the pads, through the leg side. More runs, another boundary to Will Pekofsky. Pulled. This is high and over the top. And another boundary to Will Pekofsky. Third one in the over. Tries to cut this time. He gets it through. Another hundred for Will Pekofsky. He's a king in the making. He's just 22 years of age. He's got back-to-back -back double hundreds and then another big uh, 180. He said he's got to go straight into the Australian side. He'd pick him as an opener instead of Joe Burns, who's had no form at all. Uh, you, you know a little bit about this fellow? Yeah, I do. Um, he was selected in the Australian squad either one season or two seasons ago. I'm not 100% sure on that. Uh, and then he made himself unavailable due to some mental health concerns. So he's, um, you know, he's been on the on the cusp of getting selected for Australia for at least a couple of seasons. Um, he's, you know, scored a huge amount of runs for Victoria, who've, you know, generally struggled a bit in the uh, Sheffield Shield for a while. He's been a huge standout and probably been the one Victorian that has been pushing their case for selection in, in the test squad. Um, he's, yeah, aesthetically pleasing. So he's, you know, really nice uh, opening batsman. Looks like he's got his game in order. Uh, but he has had to relieve himself from not only that test squad um, a year or two ago, but also from Victoria. Um, he's had to remove himself for health issues. And, and the fact he's only 22, um, you know, he's been through a bit. So hopefully he's come through that. As you said, he's got back-to-back -back double hundreds. Um, he's in great form. And if he's ready to go from a cricket point of view and a health point of view, I'd love to see him on the big stage. Yeah, I, I would too. And I, I wouldn't be really thinking that for me anyway Matthew Wade and um, Travis Head are absolutely cemented in the middle order if they wanted to go that way either but certainly Joe Burns has been just a caretaker in that role as far as I'm concerned for quite some time in that Australian team waiting for someone of real quality to come along and and just grab it maybe this kid will will do that with the kind of form that he's in uh, staying overseas Pakistan Barbara Azam of course uh, Pakistani players cannot play uh, in the IPL that's uh, been a well-known fact for a long time but Barbara Azam, who is perhaps, I think, one of the top four or five batsmen in the world on an international stage, has uh, replaced Azhar Ali as the Pakistan test captain, which means he's only 26 years of age. He's probably now very similar to what Kane Williamson is to us, captain across all three forms of the game. But gee, it's hard for New Zealand, but what about the pressure of captaining Pakistan in all three forms of the game? <sighs> Well, I guess the one beauty of it is that he'll probably be gone in two months anyway because they'll make another change. But um, they're, they're so you know they're so inconsistent in terms of rotating guys around, um, rather than the fact they've appointed him and hopefully they stick with him for a number of years. I mean, he's a huge talent, playing wise, as you've just alluded to. Um, got great respect of of his teammates. He's a very calm player, 
So he doesn't get, um, you know, he doesn't gesticulate too much. He's quite uh, calm around his, the way he uh, relates to his players. Um, it's just when you add that to the volatile environment of the Pakistan cricket team, it will be interesting to see whether that's um, sustainable in terms of the, you know, him staying in that role for a long time. Azhar Ali did a, an exceptional job. I guess his own form uh, has dropped off a little bit. That's probably why they've made that change. Um, and I understand he's had a bit of a run-in with some administrators as well, which is never a great move uh, in any country. So he's, um, it'll, be a, it'll be tough to do all three forms. Um, and I, I just hope that it doesn't wear him down or certainly doesn't affect his batting because he's a, he's a pleasure to watch from a batting point of view. Women's Big Bash carries on in Australia. Um, the New Zealand Big Three, which we tend to look at in terms of performance. Sophie Devine, 103 the other day of 66 uh, of 68 balls for the Perth Scorchers, her first season for them. So she's now just two sixes away for, from becoming the first player in the WBBL history to reach 1,000 sixes. I mean, that's a lot of sixes. Uh, Amelia Kerr, three for 35. Susie Bates, though, is out for the rest of the season after re-injuring her shoulder for the Adelaide Strikers. So, an interesting tournament. A um, lot shorter than your one, all in New South Wales. Um, just going along, as it, as it should, I suppose. But uh, I think I saw Elise Perry back playing, which is a good news because uh, she's had some terrible injury problems. Yeah, she has. I mean, I've missed out on the World Cup final, having injured herself in the semi-final sort of moment for her. Uh, great to see her back. I mean, she and she talked about wanting to come back as an all-rounder rather than just purely from a batting point of view. So great to see her back. A real shame about Susie Bates. I mean, she'd worked incredibly hard to get back following that injury she incurred earlier on in the summer. So she'll be devastated to miss that. And I really hope that doesn't lead on to, obviously, the, the New Zealand summer. Um, Sophie Devine, yeah, what a standout. I um, mean, she's a power-packed player. <laughs> Fantastic to watch. Can score all around the ground. And obviously bowls at a good pace as well. So... I think we talked about a couple of shows ago, Smithy, about the exposure of, of the White Ferns um, in this tournament. The fact they get regular play, they get in the changing room with, you know, world-class players. Um, you know, we just hope that there's so many of them are soaking that up and we're going to see the benefits of that uh, when the fight White Ferns get back playing later on in the summer. Just finally, Hess, before uh, we let you go and spend your last few days uh, in Dubai, Colin de Grondholm is uh, out of the T20 series from New Zealand's point of view against uh, the West Indies and is in a race against time, really, uh, to try and make the first test. So we talked before about who they might like to uh, look at. Daryl Mitchell put his hand up. Now playing, of course, for Canterbury as opposed to Northern Districts. Used him before, effectively in New Zealand conditions. Green pitch, extra seamer. Uh, he's got to be a prospect now, doesn't he? Oh, I think he's a perfect straight swap, to be honest, Smithy. I think that that role that um, Colin de Gronholm does um, in terms of being that fourth seamer in New Zealand conditions, bats at seven, uh, has the ability to turn a game relatively quickly. You know, we saw Daryl Mitchell's class last season when he got that opportunity with the bat. Uh, but part of his move to go to Canterbury was to ensure the amount of bowling that he got. Um, and he's got regular bowling um, He's, he maybe doesn't get the seam movement that Colin de Gronholm gets, but he certainly can swing the ball in the air, uh, can bowl you know, upwards of 20 overs a day if required, uh, and he can keep things nice and tight. So I think it'll be a straight swap. Uh, I think de Gronholm would be missed. Uh, he's, you know, since he came into the test side, he's, he's hardly missed a game. So um, he's been able to sort of be pretty resilient around staying on the park, but 
if Daryl Mitchell gets his opportunity, uh, he's performed well in first-class cricket for a long time and, and certainly would deserve that. Okay, Hess, we'll let you go. You've got uh, a few days before you're able to get on the plane, which is fantastic news. A couple of meetings to still attend. Uh, we'll wait till you get home before we uh, we catch up again. You might actually look forward to speaking to us because uh, you've got another two weeks at home in a bubble somewhere or in a, in a, in a somewhere locked down anyway. Somewhere, yep. No, it's been another two weeks in a hotel, which will be a piece of cake compared to over here. Might not be quite as nice a view, though. Pretty fortunate over here. Okay, mate. Look after yourself. It's been great. Thank you. Thanks, buddy. Thanks for the chat.